Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Once an Athlete podcast hosted by Emily Watson. Once an athlete, always an athlete. Once an Athlete's mission is to provide resources and support for current and former athletes. This is also a resource for parents of athletes to help know how to support them. In this podcast with Madison, we will be discussing how she chose to become a sport performance consultant. Okay, I have Madison Repack um, here. She is from Chicago and she played volleyball. She competed until she went to college. So she finished out her athletic career in high school. She has a Bachelor of Science in Psychology. She is now about to graduate from Adler University in Chicago, Illinois with two master's degrees, clinical mental health counseling and sport and human performance. She works with athletes as a sport performance consultant also works in a clinical psychiatric facility as an intern. In her free time, she enjoys watching horror movies and buying houseplants. So thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. So how long did you play volleyball for and what was your experience like? Um, in total, I played for about eight years in both. Uh, I like switched off between club and high school, but at one point I was playing both at the same time. Um, and I finished out my, my junior year of high school. And in terms of my experience, uh, I really enjoyed playing volleyball for the first um, like six years. And then the last two were pretty uh, difficult. I found myself really burnt out and like losing passion for the game. Um, and I think it was due to like overexertion. I was um, playing high school and then club and then my summer was almost completely devoted to um, training volleyball training camps uh, and then I would just start all over again yeah so it's almost like you wonder what it's like not to have summers devoted to to training yeah I was really like missing that and I think that's why I sort of ended before my senior year so what was one of your favorite moments while competing um during this one game, I remember um, the first contact of the ball was sent like flying off of the court and I had to like chase it down as a second point of contact. And I wasn't able to get in front of the ball, meaning I had to like pass it behind my back. And it ended up in the perfect position for um, the hitter to make the play. And I just remember watching, like turning around and watching the play and being kind of shocked that it actually worked out in the same uh, position it would have been if I was setting in the correct position. That's awesome. (laughs) That's, that's a, that's a really cool play and doesn't happen. Doesn't seem like that happens too often. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely didn't happen. I don't think again. Um, What made you decide to get your two master's degrees? Um, I got, when I got my undergrad in psychology, um, I knew I wanted to do sports psychology and like looked into it a couple different schools, but I also knew that, um, I was passionate about, uh, like mental health and, uh, therapy and wanting to go further in psychology. Um, so I ended up seeing a career counselor my senior year of undergrad, and he was actually like at Adler sport program. He was super helpful and laid out literally everything I would need in order to get my sport performance degree and my clinical mental health counseling degree um, down to like the amount of hours I would need for each of those things. Um, And so that was sort of the catalyst to 
um, wanting to engage, like go through that career path. Um, and then I took a year off between undergrad and graduate school and that time of just like working at a job I didn't really, wasn't really passionate about, really reinforced that like, this is what I want to do um, to further my career. Okay, so it was your senior year of undergrad that you kind of sparked the idea and then you decided like a year after that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Um, I love the inspiration that you got it from like someone who was working in something similar that you're now training to do. Yeah, it it was sort of like, uh, I didn't think I was going to go to Adler. I like had this whole total different plan and it's just, I think it's kind of funny that I ended up at the exact same school and he was only like a year ahead of me. So all my professors like still knew who he was and were like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Funny how that works out. And from the other um, people in your cohort, they told me that Adler is super unique with that program too. Yeah. I think right now it's currently one of the only ones that is what we call like KCREP certified or like affiliated um, which is uh, like the counseling field is a pretty big deal and also has a completely separate like master's sport degree. So a lot of schools have both, but don't have them at the same time um, and don't have that like KCREP certification as well. Okay. It's, well, I think it's really cool that you have a whole cohort of people that are doing the same exact thing, the two master's degrees. That's really cool. Yeah it's been really helpful to have like a team behind like going through it together and being able to like rely, like rely on each other and go through it. Yeah, for sure. Um, very similar work and something totally unique. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you use your background in volleyball with your psychology work? Um, I find that my experience with volleyball helps um, when I work with athletes that are on a team um, and how they can apply what we work on in competition. Um, I think that as like team members, it, uh, you can work on the individual, but also um, how like team dynamics work. And um, so working with volleyball, I was on a team and uh, so working with athletes, uh, especially on mental skills that help with or mental skills that work directly in team dynamics, I feel like that was is where they get a lot of um, like performance related success. Yeah. OK, so you work more with teams rather than individuals. Uh, both. I started oh. with teams, but I work um, with individuals that um, are specific to team sports. So like, I don't necessarily, I haven't had the experience of working with um, a golf, per, a person that plays golf that is an individual that plays sort of for themselves. But um, I work with individuals that are on teams. And so that I think is where the volleyball experience really helps. Okay, gotcha. So what is it like working with athletes now? Um, I find it really fulfilling and it's, the most like satisfying part is watching their progress. Um, it's really cool to like watch what you have done with them in action. I think similar to like a coach learning physical skills, like watching athletes change in their performance based on the mental skills we're applying. Um, and I think a lot of athletes, like once they get an understanding of what mental skills are, um, the 
application of them becomes like a lot more consistent and it can tell they're like excited for um, learning more. Yeah, that's really cool. Like it's, it's seeing progress, but in a def- different way rather than physical. And honestly, the mental part of it will go into the physical, right? Would you say? Oh yeah, absolutely. The brain body connection is very um, important and it, I think it, a lot of people don't think about it as much. They are more concentrated on that physical skill. Um, but I, especially athletes that compete at a higher level, most of the time they've perfected their physical skills. So that mental skill is really where um, they see the growth because of that brain body connection. That is really awesome. And that really proves how important it is to, um, you know, get your mind right, get your mental game right. Um, especially team sports, especially like softball is, um, I played softball, um, very like game of failure and you really have to like, make sure your mental game is right. Um, and just making sure like you're staying positive and like mental game is so, so important. And at least in softball and, and I totally believe it is in every sport, um, as well. Um, do you, Speaking of that, do you like change any ways that you do that with per sport that they're in? Um, yes and no. I think a lot of the skills um, at the baseline are the uh, same like concepts. And so just adjusting the language and like the positions is really um, the difference. So the way and the age demographic too. Uh, but I think a lot of the skills at their core Um, in terms of like how to reinforce positive thoughts or like how to maintain attentional focus. A lot of those at their core just need to be um, shifted towards like the difference in sport. Um, So the approach is different for somebody that plays football versus volleyball, but at the like root of it, we're still working on attentional focus. I love it. It is just super great what you're doing. And um, I I hope more people take their um, mental game to the next level by getting a um, uh, sports performance consultant like you. Yeah. So what was the transition out of playing volleyball and going into school without sports like for you? Um, initially, I w- it found it like a big relief because I finally had free time to do things and like wasn't physically exerting myself all the time. Um, but after that break of, after that break and about a year later, I found myself disappointed for not continuing. Um, I missed being part of a sports team and, um, and I kind of was disappointed in myself for not continuing. Um, I also haven't played volleyball since high school or Um, at all, or even like casually with friends, even though I've had the opportunity. I think sometimes it feels like because I've stopped playing, um, I no longer have the same level of skill um, and therefore shouldn't play, which is not like true um, in terms of like, you shouldn't play if you are at a different level. But um, that's one of the things that really has been like, oh man, I wish I could get back into it, but I I have this like mental block that I can't get back into. Well, I think that you're back into it by working with athletes. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because personally, I don't see myself ever really 
playing softball again, so, like probably because I was a pitcher and there's there's not like a casual league for fast pitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and also like that's like the only thing that I did. I I didn't I didn't hit. I didn't I didn't really play any other position besides pitcher. So for me, like my way of being involved with softball again is doing this and and um I do pitching lessons um and I I just really like um doing this for my being involved with sports again so I I think that you're still involved I think that you're involved in it again is just in a different way yeah absolutely um I didn't think about it like that but uh it's yeah. a good point like putting in different aspects of um while I might not be doing it I'm still in that realm of sports and competition yeah because you know you don't you don't have to like play if you don't want to like personally I don't really want to play slow pitch uh slow pitch softball like I don't want to (laughs) but I do miss the game like Mm -hmm. I um it's just it's different when it's um not so competitive if that makes sense yeah absolutely yeah and um yeah it I can see how like the burnout and then like a year later it's like man I I should have stayed in it but you know everything happens for a reason um so if it if anything that um listeners get out of this is you know making that decision knowing that like it will be something that will affect you the rest of your life really so make that decision wisely mm-hmm yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Do you have anything else to add? Um, well, just related to like um, this program and everything that this is, I think that um, related to the mission statement, um, athletes or um, individuals are going to take on a lot of different identities throughout their life. Um, and some might be more favorable than others. Like you go from being a student to uh, being in the workforce, just like you go from like being a student to a student athlete to a retired athlete. Um, So there's so many different identities that you will go on, like go through in life. Um, But you also have the ability to um, like shape and shift the identity and the way that you want. And I think that with a lot of athletes Um, that no longer play, they lose their sense of athletic identity. And um, that to them was the most important identity for a long period of time. And so that transition or that loss is really difficult. And so just in general, um, doing some introspection and like self-talk of how you can understand your new identity um, and how you can present it in the way that is like most beneficial, but most comfortable for you as well. Right. And finding new things to do with that newfound free time. Um, you know, that's huge in like what you now put your new time into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's great to embrace that, you know, you did play that sport. Like that is part of your identity, like own that. Uh, but at the same time, Um, there's, you have way more to your identity than your sport. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Um, I really loved 
everything that you had to say. And I'm really looking forward to, um, I'm looking forward to having you work with um, athletes that are involved with this podcast and um, our organization. So thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed uh, this conversation. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Spotify at Once an Athlete and Facebook at Once an Athlete Crew. If you missed the last podcast, our guest was cross country and track runner Lexi Reed. In that episode, we talk about her involvement with mental health as an athlete and how she found her passion for F45 in personal training. Up next, we will have Danica Caruso as our guest. We will be discussing how cheerleading in college was different from high school and her podcast after the athlete. Become a supporter of Once an Athlete by making a donation at onceanathlete.com slash donate. So far, we have shared the stories of 31 current and former athletes, and we are currently piloting a new mentorship program coming soon.